welcome back to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch. Because if we're speaking dispatch, you should be listening because we're speaking to you. So uh, we're here today talking about a great topic. We're going to get to it in a second here, but I got Joe over there. Hey, Joe. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Good. Hey, I got Glenna down there. Hi, Glenna. Hi. And in the center square, sort of, is our friend Ben there. down there. Ben, tell a little bit about Hello, who ben. you are and what's going on with you. Hi, my name is Ben. Uh, I work for a, a multidiscipline agency in Southern California. I've been with them for 20 years, 16 full-time, and the last five as a floor supervisor. Wow. Okay. So Ben's our special guest today. He's, he's coming in. So we're going to talk to him about our favorite topic that I know always lights up the phones when we talk about this. The topic is scheduling. What kind of schedules do you have? And do they work? And what's your flexibility with your schedule? And how do you is it just a fixed schedule and that's just it? Or do you ever change a schedule? Like we're going to be three twelves today and maybe next month we're going to be four tens. Who knows? Let's figure <laughs> it out. Let's Joe, why don't you kick us off? Tell us what you've got over there with you. I'm going to start where I started in my career because I actually started on a five, two, five, three. It was a 14 week rotating schedule. So we five, get paid. Two, five, three. <laughs> five, two, five, three. We got paid bi-weekly and of those seven paychecks, five of them were for 72 hours and two of them were for 80. So you were short eight hours on your paycheck, but they still considered us full time. And then the union got it written in to where even if you worked overtime on your 32 hour work week, like picked up a shift, you were still paid at the overtime rate. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so it was a rotating schedule that included everybody getting weekends off. And it, it, when I left that agency and went to a different agency, they have changed it now. And the, where I work currently, it's just set days off, eight hours. So one person on the day shift has like Saturday, Sunday off. One person has Thursday, Friday and whatever. But it's a set schedule, eight hour shifts, three different shifts. And you have the same days off every What's week. What's the flexibility with it? Can you move the schedule around? Can people change yeah. shifts? Can they do it informally? What? Yeah, we do allow shift trade, so you can definitely do that. But uh, the flexibility as far as I'm going to go work midnights for the next month, uh, that doesn't exist. And we, uh, by policy, do a shift bid. We're supposed to do it every three years. So we don't wow. do shift bids very often. So you're on the same three shift years. for three years. Same schedule for three years, unless man, unless we become way short and we have to post a, a whole department rebid. The only time we post uh, shifts are when somebody quits, leaves, or retires. <laughs> and then when the next person is uh, trained and ready to roll, we'll post the uh, hours and the order that the people left in. So, and then you'll wow. see some departmental movement, but we don't bid a lot compared to other people. What was that? What was that first schedule? Is it five, two, five, 10, 30, five, 60, two, five, three. So five days on two days off, five days on three days off. Oh, that's all right. Nasty. So I need like an abacus <laughs> to keep track of everything with the beads and stuff. So, all right, Glenna, what do you got? <laughs> so um, we are currently on three twelves and then four, or four, three days and then four days. Our three days consists of 12 hour shifts. And then our four days consist of three twelves and one eight. We can switch that eight hour shift around it. As long as we have 80 hours in a two week period, we're good. Wait, you said you can switch it around? We can if there if we if we can we can look at it and say, oh, I have coverage here. I'm going to make this my eight hour day, oh, wow. or or something like that. But we have set. It's called a, a payback. We have set times where when we have a payback, it's only our eight hour day. So if okay. if you work the night shift, you can go home at one a.m. instead of five a.m. Um, on your long week or your short week, as long as there's coverage. So 
that's built into the schedule. Okay. The problem wow. is, is that there, there's no uh, requirement for any movement. Um, and with my agency, once you're there, you're there. We get paid very well. We have great benefits. I don't think it's that toxic of an environment. Um, so nobody How many people leaves. do you have working so, there at your agency? Uh, we're slated for 15. We actually have 15 now, although oh. I, three are in training. Oh, okay. So they're, so they're not out of training yet. So they're, are they they're not out of training before? yet. Once they're out of training, we'll, we'll stick them into the schedule. Okay. Wow. Okay. So three twelves. All right, Ben, what you got over there? Um, <laughs> so we're, we're similar uh, in terms of Glenna. We have a uh, three twelve and then a four twelve. And on with us on the eight hour day that they have, we have four hours of mandatory overtime built in. So right now for us on day shift, it's every other Wednesday. So if I'm on squad A, I work the first Wednesday of the pay period. If I'm on squad B, I work the second Wednesday of the pay period. Um, wow. And you have four hours built in. And the hope is if we're fully staffed and there's no vacation or trainings, we can let people flex on those days. So somebody can flex in or flex out. Um, oh, wow. So maybe, you know, hey, instead of all of us coming in at six this morning, you know, person B and person C can come in at eight or 10 if they want to, you know, still get two hours overtime, but they don't want to wake up at, Oh, dark 30 to come in for work, we can <laughs> yeah. make the adjustment. Um, typically on day shift, we allow flexing in, but not flexing out because we tend to be busier at the end of the day. So it's very rare that we let people go early. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas nights, you come in on time, but you get to bounce out early. So typically nice. you get out at two instead of at six um, is kind of the, the catch for them on the night shift. Do we you guys always have a supervisor working? That was so when we went from four tens to the twelves, we now have twenty four seven supervision built in. Oh wow! wow. It doesn't That's always crazy. doesn't always work out that way because if I'm on vacation, there's not another supervisor that has to fill behind me. Um, it falls to the most senior dispatcher mm -hmm. to be the acting lead for the room at that point. Can they approve somebody adjusting their shift? Uh, we can. Um, and the lead person, if, if the, the supervisor is on vacation and somebody wants to make adjustments, as long as they've looked at the schedule and the center's needs are being met, they can make adjustments. Wow. Um, you know, if they want to take off early, like vacation hours, things like that, as long as they have the time on the books, we can, we yep. can allow it. Um, and we try to like on nights where people are over, we have overtime signed up and it ends up slowing down. Hey, cut out. Go, go, go get out Who of here sooner. Let's stay on some overtime. overtime or somebody else. Who would go we'll, home? We'll offer to overtime first because they cost more. Yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah. And um, if it's somebody else who's on the regular shift and they're like, you know, this is day four, I'm, I'm done. I want to, I'd like to cut out early and the overtime person's willing to stay. We'll let that person cut out because maybe that is an adjustment that they're making. Maybe that four day they'll take off as two hours of instead of forced overtime, it's now just unworked time for them. So, wow. Um, okay. Wow. We make, we make some adjustments. It's, you know, and I think that's the key to good scheduling from what I've seen across the country. It's good scheduling is the ability to be flexible with schedules and not so darn rigid. And some agencies are just so rigid with schedules. It has to be this. And it's like, you know, we are still humans. We all still have lives and stuff like that. I mean, when I was at work, we had, we were on four tens, but uh, we were on three twelves for a while, but it really stopped working for us when we started losing bodies. People went off on injuries and maternity leave and things like that. And the three twelves didn't work. So we had to change the schedule to a four ten schedule, which worked better for us because our options were go to eights or go to four ten. Hmm. 
and everybody jumped on the 410. So it was like, I was pretty good at making those schedules work out there. So let me ask you a question, everybody here. So let's see your schedules working and you're at work and somebody calls you and says, hey, I, my kid just got a, an award. I've got to go to school. Uh, I'm going to have to be three or four hours late today. Would you allow that? Would you say yes, no, you need to come in or you need to cover or what would you do with a late notice request like that? Joe, what would you do? If there's adequate people, we allow them to either use their time coming or their comp time, whatever you want to call it, or their what if flex there's leave. Not? If there's not enough people, they get five days a year or up to 40 hours. So if you take full, full shifts, you get 40 hours, but in this instance, you said it was three to four hours. That would count in one of your five uses where you called in short. It was going to cost the department overtime. So we'll cover it, um, but you only can do that five times a year. You can, you can call out and not worry about coverage five times a year? Five times a year, yeah. Wow. Isn't that something? I never heard that Or going to Joe's agency. <laughs> wow, no, I'm heading over. Wow. All right, Glenda, what about you? Do you have that? No, no, not at all. Um, the luxury I have is putting them on hold and giving them to the supervisor. Um, yeah, but well. we, <laughs> we rely on our partners um, heavily for things like that. Um, that's usually, I don't know of anybody ever calling and saying something like that. They do call in sick and we, and we have to cover it, but um, they may call in and say, hey, is there coverage? But they certainly don't ask uh, hey, I'm just gonna, you know, bang out and, and you guys deal with it. Right. There has to be adequate coverage. We do have minimum staffing. Um, but then we also have supervisors that don't work the floor, but can. Uh, one of our supervisors is a fully trained dispatcher. And so she'd be like, yeah, I'll jump on the floor for a couple hours while you do your thing. Um, I want to but, talk about that real quick, Glenna, because I did that at um, not the agency I work at, but my previous agency. And I would do the overtime list. And then before I mandatoried anybody, I would go through as the supervisor or manager and I would sign up for the hours. Yes. And I would look at my schedule, whether it be meetings or whatever I could do, I would cover what I couldn't do, I wouldn't. And then the staff complained that I was only taking hours for the dispatchers that I liked and not the ah. dispatchers that I didn't you know, you know what's like. funny? I just wrote that note down to myself to bring that question up. Yeah. <laughs> so so I had to quit that. I had to quit doing it and we went straight to mandatory. It was an unfortunate oh, deal. I mean, I said, I'll, I'll make my calendar available to everybody, but I said, I'm signing up where the, the time is open yeah. and I don't have it scheduled, but it just so happened that it was like two or three times the same person that I was able to cover for. Yeah. And somebody came up and they were hoping I would be able to cover and I couldn't. And so the question got raised Favorite and so I had to stop doing that. But that was years and years and years and years. We had, we had that, that same issue and or that person was basically told, you know what, grow up. I mean, it was just no kind good, of um, like, that's, no that's good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> right, exactly. That's that was the hardest say, thing but, for me uh, to We do. had some pretty aggressive union people that would, uh, you know, come and say favoritism is unacceptable no matter what. And so you had to kind of be able to articulate to them this is what's going on. It wasn't favoritism. It's because of this. It's whatever it is out there. So Ben, what about you guys? Late notice. Hey, I'm not coming in tonight. I'm gonna be late like five hours. Never had that happen. I don't. I don't know how that works. <laughs> wow. Like, um, no, we. I, let's see. I did that. Let's see. Did that twice yesterday. Yeah, twice. <laughs> so, um, in, in fact, one of them was at like midnight last night for a six a.m. shift this morning. Oh god. Uh, so really easy to fill that shift. Um, so we, you know. It, 
we can't, depending on what you're calling out for or how you're calling out, we can't question a whole lot on it. Um, oh, really? if, you're, if you're habitual calling out on certain things, we can pull the old, show me the doctor's note and yeah. for their hand, you have to bring in a doctor's note the next time they come, which <laughs> always is that awkward conversation they have to have with their doctor when they didn't seek medical attention. Um, but that was one of our things that we could start to put the screws to people when we couldn't really press them on what was the medical yeah. need. Um, you know, we had that same kind of problem, but here's the problem. They really fought this thing all the way up to the state because they didn't, we had no right to ask somebody, did you go to the doctor? Because right. what if it's not something you need to go to the doctor for? Now we're making them pay that copay that they have to now pay a copay on this stuff. So they told us you have to bring substantiation that you were sick. So we were telling people- a Dirty Kleenex, like what? <laughs> well, one person that I, that doesn't work for our department anymore, but we asked her, hey, you know, you called out yesterday and the day before, and they're in conjunction with your days off. So we're gonna need substantiation that you were sick. And she goes, okay, no problem. So the next day she comes in, she hands me this piece of paper and it's a note from her kid in crayon that says my mommy was sick yesterday. And I'm like, <laughs> that's substantiation. So I called up the headquarters and said, this is what they provided. They said, well, that's, that's substantiation. That's good. And I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> no, we, for us, if you can, I mean, if you get one of those last minute things, like, like you were saying, like, kids got a presentation at school or kids got a game that I want to go to or something like that that comes up that's last minute. We try and do what we can because we want to make sure that we emphasize that, yeah, family is important. The work isn't everything. Yeah. So we try our best, but yet there's some times where the chips just don't fall. And it's like, hey, I can't cover it. Nobody else here is able to cover. You can find somebody who's willing to come in for those few hours. And we have some deputies who know how to work dispatch. If you can find oh, one of the deputies wow. who's willing to to work some overtime for you that day or come in and cover for you, then by all means, um, well, I'm, I'm not you because you have uh... to work it yourself. It's not something I'm going to bend over backwards to do necessarily if the staffing centers. Let me tell you what we had with that same situation. I just wrote myself another note. <laughs> tell Ben. So we used to have that in LA. We had some officers that were, they were good at working the CAD and stuff. They knew how to do it from just practice, whatever. And so we had a bunch of them that said, hey, I'll come in after my shift and cover the floor, whatever. And we're like, oh, that's great. Well, the problem was they make substantially more than our dispatchers. Yes. And everybody was losing their minds saying, how are they getting paid so much more to do what we're doing? And it turned into a humongous deal. And, and we had to finally say, that's it. We couldn't bring them back in. But do you guys have any issues with that? Ben, do you guys have any issues? Um, our, our, our issues revolved around the fact that we trained some really good people they're so good they promoted so then they were making sergeant's pay on their overtime shifts which is you know cha-ching every hour that you know that the clock goes around yeah, yeah. um but it was wow. it was what it was a catch-22 we tried not to use them as much as possible but sometimes you know if, if something was going to have to happen and we needed coverage you know hey sorry commander we were short he was available i couldn't get anybody else to come that's what it is now yeah. somebody if like a sergeant or one of the deputies had signed up for overtime and somebody else wants it, we could bump them. Oh, okay. Um, so you could from okay. it because they're cheaper, right. our people versus patrol. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did have that availability for it. Wow. All about money. We, Do you we guys can't have we we can't have people fill in for us. Ours is dispatchers only, and we base that around the fact of we enter warrants and uh, the cops are what we call less than full access query only. Dispatchers are full access where they enter things yeah. into the system. 
On top of that, there's different certifications and different union contracts. Our dispatchers are certified in emergency medical dispatch. The cops are not given pre-arrival instructions. So we <laughs> want to make sure that we're maintaining the same level of service. Plus, we're different union contracts. They have theirs. We have ours. So the only people filling in at our place is dis- dispatchers themselves. Yeah, we had we had people complaining about the fact that the officers were making more or whatever. And then they were saying, well, then can I go work their road when they call in sick? Can I go out and do, get a patrol car? And we're like, oh, my God, <laughs> really? We don't need to argue about that. Glenn, yeah, do you guys have that? Do you guys have uniform that come in there and work? Your not, not anymore, just because they run from dispatch. Most of them <laughs> say, I can't do your job. We have a few that have asked to come and be trained, but very recently we have um, a crime analyst manager that was just hired that comes from a, a dispatch agency. So we trained her to call take and she she uh, worked at, as a call taker in our last dispatch meeting. So we didn't have to have a dispatcher there. Oh wow! Um, we have a payroll clerk that comes from a dispatch center and she would love to come back into dispatch. Nobody says anything about out of class assignments or. That, that one, she wants to come back in, but the chief or somebody is saying she'll be out of class because she makes so much less money than we do. She's like, I don't care. I just want to go back into dispatch. Wow. Well, let me ask you this, Ben, just to throw it back at you just for our wrapping it up here. So do you, do you guys train your deputies to do that or are they just sort of come in and do it? We train, we train them. They'll sit with us. So um, in our, in our department, um, you can, when you get um, at a certain point in your career, you have to go either work in the jail or in the courts. And they've actually added dispatch as one of the rotation spots that you could work in. It's like the 18 month mark. Um, You could be, you know, pushed to go work one of them. They've added dispatch because we have been perennially short that there's been a need. So we've trained people or most recently we've had some that have been, um, when they're coming back from injury leave or they're out on injury leave, instead of working a watch officer's desk, we've had them come up to dispatch and we train them to work um, our primary or our secondary channel. Um, you know, most of them already know how to oh, talk really? on the radio. So it's just a matter of learning the CAD commands. So they know how to put out a call. They know what the guys in the field need. Um, wow. So it's just a matter of teaching them the CAD commands more or less. So they don't do phones. We don't have to worry about the EMD requirements, things like that. Yeah. Um, if they pick up on a phone because the person wants to talk to a deputy, um, we can always do that. Um, yeah. And they can clear out the call before it even hits the queue. Yeah. Um, they, they basically just do our primary and our secondary only. We don't worry about the call taking side of the training. And so within probably about two to three weeks on average, they're pretty sufficient where we kind of have somebody shadow them and within less than a month most of them are ready wow. to go on their own wow that's how that's is their great. speed in keeping up with radio traffic well see that's where i was heading because I, I know you guys do emd and i'm like do they do that too but it's like okay so they don't do that but that's so just radio just radio traffic so it's just it's a matter of how quickly they can pick up on the cad commands and, and realizing that before when they talked on the radio they just took a physical action. Now they have to process that to put that into CAD. So wow. some people it's taken a little longer. Other people, you give them the sheet, they look at it, they watch somebody work for a little while and they're like, okay, I got this. And then they, wow. they run with it. I'm very um, impressed. That's, that's awesome. That is impressive. I'm, I'm uh, surprised that you have that. That's great. I wish we had that cool kind one. of flexibility. They, they enjoy it too, because one, they have a different appreciation for what we do, yeah. but they're also yeah. feeling like they're involved more sometimes with the field operations versus doing a desk assignment where you don't get to be involved. So, you know, when their squad mates are out on a pursuit or they're out searching for a suspect, they're still actively involved with it, but not physically there. So they still yeah. be still a part of it versus I'm sitting at the counter taking, you know, cold 1110s all day and they're like, 
really like there's not the same excitement so this kind of is a, a trade-off for some of them to do you know what's funny about this as we wrap this thing up um we did this episode a long time ago about codes and you just said 1110 and we had so many people saying what's 11s nobody has 11s <laughs> 11 codes i have no you idea do. what that is and i'm in california <laughs> yeah. joe do you Take guys it. have 11 codes uh, 1110 is for report. Take a report. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we have no 11 codes. No 11 codes, just 10 codes. It's just but funny. We are backwards. Talking codes. So. Yeah, we are backwards uh, compared to the most of the rest of the nation. Code three for a response in our jurisdiction and our agency is routine. Really? Wow. <laughs> nationwide was lights and sirens i know it's that one of the things we much... it's one of the things i can't explain we're backwards on i don't so what's it. lights and sirens then uh code two. Oh, that's routine for us <laughs> <laughs> all right what's going it just, on it goes it kind of goes in order like a officer in trouble be code one and then lights and sirens two and three is routine and four is there okay but um it uh it's backwards compared to the rest of the nation and i i always make sure that our dispatchers know that so that when yeah. they go to another agency code three almost is nationwide yeah. emer yeah. emergency oh code three they're fine yeah <laughs> if you call this asking for back code two it's going to take a while for them to get there make sure they use emergency and non-emergency when uh discussing oh, that God. good god i knew the codes as soon as ben said 11 10 i'm like here we go <laughs> Oh, I yep. was chopping, Doug. You beat me to it. I was chopping. Finally, people will comment. We're going to get somebody <laughs> commenting going, what is 11 <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that's another great episode with our scheduling. How about you? What kind of schedules do you guys have? Do you guys have any trouble with your schedules? Can you have a flexibility with your schedules? What do you guys have? Leave us a comment. Send us an email. And hey, maybe you want to talk to us about your schedule. And we'll throw you in the box with Ben down there. Well, maybe not with Ben, but in the box down there where Ben's at. Kind of Ben's house, sit next to him. Yes, well, you, unless you live close to him, then you can go there. But it's important, if you want to join us, just send us an email at wespeakdispatch at gmail.com or leave us a comment down here or DM us on Instagram or Facebook, whichever you'd like. And we're on a whole bunch of different kinds of podcasts. Also, coming up real soon, if you've got one of our decals that say you're a fan club member, there's going to be something pretty darn cool popping out there about yes. these face masks that are going to be awesome. If you've seen our Instagram, You've probably already seen it and you're probably saying to yourself, I want to get one of those and we're going to tell you how to get you. one of those soon. So you'll see. So uh, take, I think for everybody for joining us about schedules and the really fun parts of scheduling. Yikes. So I appreciate you coming by. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you hey, next time. Thanks, Ben. Hey, it's Michelle, and you've been listening to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch, proudly sponsored by our friends at Zybex. 